<laughs> God damn. Hello. I'm gay. And I'm your host, Geraldo Rivera. You're tuned into Edge Game, episode 12, season 2, episode 2. The premiere edging podcast, comcast, comcast, comcast. Have you ever listened to that one podcast where the guy talks about himself for an hour? This is that podcast. Uh, but this time, uh, I'll be jerking off the whole time. I don't know if I'm going to keep mentioning that detail. Now that uh, I've gotten a Spotify deal, I will be distributing to various streaming platforms moving forward. And uh, I think it'll be a lot funnier for someone to uh, just you know, tune in randomly and then uh, somehow figure out that I'm uh, jerking off at some point without having to say it. Um, I think that was the original intent starting from the beginning, but uh, until it's, you know, until it picks up a little bit, we'll see if it does. Uh, that's very, very wishful thinking. Uh, and on that note, I should mention I quit my job. Um, I, I, well, I quit, I put in my two weeks, but like yesterday was my, my official last day. So, uh, it seems like I am, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm committed to something, whatever this is. Um, God, God, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see, you're going to see me go through it. But uh, honestly, I'm relieved to be out of my job out of my nursing job out of COVID testing. Uh, something about not all nursing jobs are like that, but this was truly a, a nine to five, five days a week type of thing, which has its pros and cons. We're not going to talk about jobs and work life today. Uh, but I just wanted to say, hopefully I think I'm below baseline when I'm doing that kind of job. I feel I feel relatively dysfunctional in all other aspects of my life when I'm working like that. And so hopefully uh, we'll see if that reflects in my work. I don't know if that'll make my work better, but uh, when I was making a lot of my videos starting out, I was unemployed, mostly working odd jobs. So if you think those videos are better, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, I've been relatively unproductive on this end while I was swapping noses, but COVID's fake. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I would tell people, uh, whenever they would come in to get tested, I would be sure to, uh, whisper it very subtly, very quietly so that they're not sure if I was actually saying anything. But hopefully they would pick up on uh, some sort of subliminal messaging that uh, 
what they were testing for was uh, was fake. Uh, timing of quitting also kind of coincided with uh, getting the there's a requirement now for a lot of professionals not just nurses um, to get the uh, second booster shot which the deadline for that would have been uh, February so (sighs) here we are um, and as we're heading into February, probably by the time this comes out, it'll be February. I'm sure many of you are starting to think, or if you already haven't been thinking about the big holiday, the most important holiday of the year, Valentine's. Valentine's. And it's not probably, you've probably been thinking about it since since Christmas. I think I think whenever I was in a relationship, you already start thinking about Valentine's around the holidays, around Christmas and around New Year's because you're either thinking, okay, will we continue through Valentine's? Should we break up between the holidays and Valentine's? Should I wait? Can I wait it out um, till the spring? Um, assuming you want to break up. You probably don't. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're alone. I'm assuming you're very alone right now. Um, maybe you had a boo for the holidays and now you're you're crumbling. Or uh, I don't know. Or maybe you're open now. Maybe you have an open thing and it's uh, still crumbling regardless. Uh, but Valentine's, I think for me, was always... Uh, you know, you, you tend to reflect on all your past relationships, all your crushes, your girl crushes, your boy crushes that never maybe went anywhere. Um, and that's what I'm doing. That's kind of where I'm at. And I, I, I think a lot about like almost every, every vaguely romantic interaction I've ever had I do um and every time I do I try to put it into perspective that I've had I have a I have a bit of an extensive dating history I don't know if you can imagine um it's definitely slowed down uh tremendously in COVID times um and it has given me a lot of time to realize that it's just been a, a constant I think I've just constantly pretty much dated and been trying to date since I don't know how long. I, I think since doing porn, it was the first time I've I've uh, really just not like been actively talking to someone or actively dating or just, you know, or chatting babes up on Tinder. Like it's, it's, it blew my mind. Um, and we'll get to that later. But I decided, I think the month of February, I think I have enough. <laughs> Surprisingly, I, I took some time to write things down. And I think I have enough to just talk about for four hours plus. Um, and this isn't like a pickup artist type of thing. This isn't, I'm not giving dating advice by any means. Um, this is really just a reflection of uh, how shitty of a person I am, maybe. How, how, how much of a douche I am, I've, I've been in relationships. Uh, and you know, how my mommy issues perhaps influence 
who I am now and how I view dating, maybe some bits on uh, my addiction to probably to dating apps, the way my brain has been wired to to view relationships based on you know my use of Tinder and OkCupid and all the other janky uh, dating apps that are out there. Meet me uh, specifically. <laughs> Plenty of fish. Uh, so I don't know, but I decided the best way to approach this would just be to start and talk about my love interests and experiences, uh, chronologically starting from, uh, I guess from elementary school, even, yeah, like kindergarten is like my earliest memory of like having a real crush having a real crush and I'll be referring to this note that I've been, this is what I do at work. This is what I, what I was doing at work is just, uh, reflecting on my crushes. Um, and I think I, you know, I don't know if most people do. I, I, I wonder sometimes if people think about old crushes and flames as much as I do, or if I'm just, obsessive or something or neurotic. It's not that I still like love them or anything. I just like, I don't know. I don't know. I think about people almost like daily. It's probably not that weird. I think it's just something you don't like have to bring up in conversation. So it's hard to feel like you're not alone in it. This is like, I'm doing this instead of going to therapy. This is not, and this is a thing you wouldn't like you wouldn't want to bring up in therapy. This is not a thing that you want to spend your hundred dollars for, for 50 minutes uh, talking about like the girl you had crush on in third grade and analyzing it and trying to relate it to your mommy issues. Like that's not, you know, people say like, Oh, you should, you know, no one wants to hear about it, but neither does your therapist and you don't want to spend your money telling a therapist about it. So here I am, this is me. Uh, using this as my to psychoanalyze myself and maybe put things into perspective because I don't think I've ever cohesively said any of these things um, all at one time or at least said them aloud I don't know anyway <laughs> that's enough preface that was the longest intro but uh, let's get started my uh, my first, my very first, and, and another preface, if you ever find this and uh, you've dated me and I left you out, it's not because I forgot you. I probably didn't. Uh, it just maybe wasn't, uh, maybe it's better that I don't mention it, you know? Maybe it wasn't because it wasn't bad or it wasn't... Uh, I think these are the ones that make me feel maybe guilty. You know, there's a mix in here, but if I forget you, I'm sorry, but don't take it. Don't take it personally. This is me being really pretentious as and assuming anyone listens to this. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So step <laughs> number one, we have Hannah, Hannah R. And I have to specify the last names cause you're going to see a pattern. You're going to, well, there's a lot of patterns here. And uh, 
we'll be returning to some of these names later on. So make sure you keep note if you want to follow along because many of these people, you know, they're cyclical. And if you want to see the patterns, I've found them myself just writing this list. Um, is that many of these people come back in one way or another or I draw them back in. I don't know what, you know, I haven't figured that out. Uh, so there's Hannah R. I remember from kindergarten. And, uh, you know, in kindergarten, obviously you like, I don't know, like you have a crush on someone purely because they're like cute, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't think it was one of those things where you like bond over like having the same favorite color, maybe <laughs> like, or like maybe you have a similar name, you know, but um, somehow there weren't any, uh, there were no Gabby's, no Gabrielle's in my classes. Otherwise I'm, I'm sure I would have crushed hard on, on a Gabby. Um, but I liked Hannah. I liked Hannah first. Uh, cause she was probably, probably cause she was nice and smart and funny, you know, all the classic, uh, compliments you give to your peers in elementary. Um, and I, you know, and then first grade came, Hannah G came through and I said, damn, Hannah's got something going on. Hannah's are special. And then I thought maybe Hannah's were the right, were the right girls for me. Uh, again, I don't know why there was no, nothing specific about Hannah G. I think, I think it was also because a lot of other dudes had crushes on Hannah G and the one most widely publicized, which I don't know why I remember so vividly, but there's a guy, there's another guy in our class named, uh, Alex Verzino and I don't mind dro dropping his full name. Um, because who cares? But uh, I remember Alex Verzino, I think was uh, kind of Asperger-y, kind of autistic. I don't know. But I remember he would, uh, 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 he loved, he loved Hannah G. And he loved Hannah G so much he would regularly like uh, publicly propose to her, like get on his knee. And he would just have this weird way of just being like, if you would, I, I, my bro, like, Make it would be it would be a I would be pleased um to like ride into the sunset with you and like he was a horse guy, there weren't many horse. Everyone talks about horse girls, but we don't talk about how neurotic horse horse guys can be. Uh, but Alex was always he had this distinct vision of of having him, uh, you know, swoop Hannah away on his horse and ride into the sunset. Okay. And he would say it to her and, and this would be in front of people like in the classroom, like at recess, uh, he would just profess his undying love for Hannah. Um, and he would get mad, but like he would never get, uh, discouraged. He would like get mad if people made fun of him or like made fun of Hannah. And I think Hannah kind of liked it. I think Hannah kind of liked it. And I learned later on through the years that Hannah's, uh, well, I won't go there yet, but, uh, you know, I think she liked it. That's what I remember. I don't know what happened to Alex. He doesn't come back into the story, unfortunately, but I looked him up and he's, uh, still riding horses. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wish I could ask him what it was about Hannah that he liked so much. There had to be, have been something more, I think.
so there, and then there's Lexi L and Lurie M. Okay. And they were friends and they hung out. And I think I liked them towards like second, second grade, maybe. Um, but they weren't in my class. I think they were in someone in another class in second grade. But, uh, and I remember every time I would see him in the halls or like at lunch, I would just like, yeah, yeah. Or like I hang out with them at recess and be like, yeah. Um, and I think there were always talks of like, there was teasing crushes and that kind of thing. Or like they'd say they have crushes on me, but you know, what do you do? What do you do with that? I think early on I became, I got really cynical about like people who said they were dating in elementary school. Uh, maybe not at this point, but I remember later on just being like, nah, I'm like too cool to like try to have a, 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 you know, a thing, you know, with a girl because, you know, you, it's not like you can like hang out outside of school, you know, it's like, I didn't know what I, what that meant outside of school, but I just knew there were limitations. I recognized the, the limitations early on, um, and was discouraged, um, but we'll hold on to Lexi. Remember Lexi, she comes in again much later. And then uh, uh, Sarah Weiler. Whoops. Sarah Weiler. <laughs> uh, I liked her because, okay, so I went to a public school. I went to public school my whole you know, career. Um, and I think she transferred from like a, an all girls or like a, a you know, a Christian private school or something. Cause her parents would send her to school in a fucking like, like plaid skirt, like, like cardigan sweater, like uniform, but without like, you know, branding without a patch. She would just look like she was dressed for, you know, for church, um, every day with like the stockings and everything. I don't know what her parents were thinking. I don't know if they just couldn't afford private school anymore or what, or it was temporary, but I remember she was in her third grade class and I liked her specifically cause, um, <laughs> cause I had a reputation as a kind of a class clown at that time, believe it or not. I lost that reputation I think later on, but early on I was the funny kid. Um, and every time after, uh, after quiet reading time, I would, uh, I usually read joke books. <laughs> which is funny to think about now that to just spend like 30 minutes just reading, like just reading through jokes. <laughs> and then I, at the end, my teacher would let me uh, read my favorite joke or read one joke usually. And I would spend that 30 minutes, like really like reading them aloud in my head. Like, okay, with this, like, is this going to hit? I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, I was a class clown, sort of, and Sarah came in, transferred to her school, and was this uptight, like prissy, like you know, straight hair in a in a tight bun, ponytail, and glasses type of girl. And very early on, I was like, "Huh, I kind of like this contrast of uh, I like this contrast. I feel like she's gonna, uh, you know." level me out. She might be good for me because I'm such a, <laughs> I really do remember thinking this though. I remember thinking her being like, wow, she's so different from me. But like, I think that's why we're a good pair. You know, I think that would be the best. Um, it's not that like other girls in my class were like, 
I guess because, yeah, because everyone else was like being a kid. And I think it's because I thought she was so mature. And I was so mature at home normally, but at school I, I was unleashed. Uh, so I liked Sarah a lot. Um, and, I, oh, I liked her. This was the the kicker. The big thing was that we had the same birthday. So soulmates in my mind and a kid's mind and in and a, and an eight-year-old's mind, if you have the same fucking birthday, um, you know, get married. <laughs> you should probably do that now as an adult. I think, I think that's what uh, astrology hoes are kind of into marrying based on a birthday. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if they even get married. I just, uh, do astrology hoes get married? I, let me know. Let me know in the comments. <laughs> uh, she comes back later. She comes back later. Not to spoil it, but... Uh, and this was... Okay, this is up through third grade. And then before I left this school, there was Valerie G and Nisha G. And they were also friends, but they were... Um, they were friends with each other and, but they were, uh, they were, in my opinion, uh, less cool and less cute than the other girls. Um, but then I had this idea like that they were, since they were less, uh, desirable that, um, that, you know, it, I, I wouldn't have to do anything. It would, I, I had this, I had this idea already. I was like, okay, they're uglier. So like, it's, it's easier for me to like, you know, I don't have to try as hard. You know, I don't have to be as, as funny or cool or smart or charming um, as I do for the other girls. There's less competition. I, I realized this early on about, about girls. Um, and yeah, Valerie and Nisha were that, that lesson. And I remember them just kind of like, I, I remember they would, it was like constantly they would like write me notes and like, you know, do you like the classic? Do you like me? Yes or no. Um, I don't know if they fought over me, but you know, they definitely like, they, they fawned over me. Okay. And then, and then I transferred, uh, I, I, when Rob moved in, when my stepdad moved in and then they, um, they bought a house and we stayed in the same district, but I just moved to a different elementary school. So it was like, maybe I'll see you see you in middle school, you know, um, and so I lost, I lost the clout I had with the, with the bays at the time. And I was pretty bummed. I was pretty bummed. Uh, had, a little did I know by the time I would get to see them again, I'd be extremely awkward and, 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 and like socially retarded, like most middle school boys would be, uh, except for the weird ones that peaked in middle school. I don't know about them. Um, <sighs> Sarah. Valerie, Nisha. Uh, okay. And then I, yeah, that brings us to fourth grade. Um, Maddie, Maddie D was, uh, a girl that lived around the corner, kind of up the street for me. Um, and I don't know. Nothing special. Oh, it's just that she had, a, she was a mutual friend of my cousins. They played soccer together. 
Um, but I liked her because she was tall and blonde and she looked like uh, uh, a golden retriever. I don't know. That was my first experience with uh, a blonde, a white blonde chick. Um, I don't know why I put her here so early in the list. I think she comes a bit later. She comes later, but uh, she was a safety patrol in sixth grade. And that's a big deal in sixth grade when you're a safety patrol, uh, whether you walk home or you ride the bus home, you know, you get to wear the cool belt with the, ours had a pretty legit ones. I've seen some other schools, safety patrols now when I worked as a school nurse and theirs are janky. And like, I bet they suck ass. Like they don't even get a cool field trip or anything. I don't know. I never ask, but just based on the uniform alone, I can just say they're getting, uh, they're underpaid. Um, but our school safety patrols, uh, you got the badge, you got a card, you got a membership card and you got the belt and it was nice quality. It was really like truly seatbelt quality. Uh, and then at the end of the year, if you made it through no, you know, violations, you didn't, uh, you didn't shoot any unarmed citizens, uh, or abuse your power as most safety patrols do. Uh, you get to go to Hershey Park. You got to go to Hershey Park at the end of the year with your peers, which is super cool. And anyone who wasn't a safety patrol just had to stay home and, I don't know, watch Finding Nemo for like the eighth time, um, which is pretty cool. Hershey Park, by the way, is, a, you know, if you can imagine it, it's just the, the, the Hershey-themed amusement park um, for fat children. Uh, and Maddie, anyway, so Maddie, Maddie was a safety patrol and I remember I sat, I took my job very seriously and, uh, we rode the bus, rode the same bus and she would sit in the back with the cool boys, but I took my job so seriously that I was like, oh, we should split up that way we can like survey the bus equally. Not that anything ever happened, you know, it wasn't like I was going to do anything about it. I, I never understood my role. But I sat in the middle with like a, an underclassman, you know, like a third grader or something. Um, and yeah, and then we never talked. We never talked. So I was like, okay, well, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know how to, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't have moves. And I would ride my bike past her house once in a while, just like stare at her house riding by and just hope maybe she was there and I could look cool riding my bike. Or like if Casey was like looking out her window, I would be looking cool. So I would try to ride one-handed, which I couldn't I couldn't ride no-handed. I was just like, I'll just ride one-handed because that's cool. Like I'm just chilling. Um, and then I would like crash in front of her house. Um, that was my way of, of trying to flirt. Um, and then one day I... Uh, they had a garage sale, I remember, and like I bought a DDR pad or something but just to like, you know, have a, just a, I don't know, have an interaction, I guess. I bought a DDR dance mat and, uh, and, and biked that home. And I remember like later on, we chatted on, on AIM, on AOL Instant Messenger and joked about whatever. And then it, somehow the conversation ended up being like, I found out she liked me and I remember distinctly like replying um, 
like, you know, with the asterisks, with the stars, like doing a victory dance or something corny like that, like dance, dancing happily. I don't know. <laughs> In response to her saying that she liked me, I, uh, I said I was dancing. Uh, <laughs> also, just a side note. There will be a lot of aim in this period of my life, but I, my mom is such a fucking troll. And around this time when I was talking to girls and stuff on aim, I remember I left it logged in on the family computer. There was only one computer. So it was the family computer. Um, I left it logged in and my mom had messaged everyone I'd been talking to recently and said, uh, and, and talked to them for a little bit. Just like, Hey, what's up? And then, and then would immediately say, uh, be right back. Got to poop, and then just not, not, <laughs> and then just not come back and not say anything. So I had a bunch of these like, uh, these these opened messages that just said, "I gotta go, have to poop, or be right back." Have to. I think it was "be right back," which is way funnier that um, someone's just gonna sit there and wait for you to like finish pooping to continue the conversation. Um, is brilliant which i wouldn't have thought of myself but uh i remember she did that to to maddie and to maybe one of my other crushes at the time which i forgot to get to but uh i think this was after she told me she had a crush on me and i thought my mom i i was sure i was i was like 100 percent sure my mom had blown blown it for me that that maddie would never uh like me again um, and I didn't even have a chance to, I don't know. I don't know what, what happens after that, after you like someone at that point, but I thought she had blown it. Um, <laughs> I got to piss so bad. I'm going to be right back and edit this part out. All right. Damn it. Be right back, gotta poop. Be right back, gotta poop. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I said I had to pee. I should have said I had to poop. That would have been funnier. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where was I? Uh, <sighs> Haley. Okay, Haley G. Um, Haley G was my first official girlfriend. Um, and I think that was in sixth grade. Haley uh, had written me a will you go out with me note, which I think I kept. I think I have it tucked away somewhere in a box of all the other notes I got <laughs> over the years I've collected, um, which is kind of creepy now as an adult to still have. I'm probably going to find those and throw them out next time I go home, next time I go back to my dad's. I have to uh, erase that that evidence. Um, 
because I'm so nostalgic and so uh, sentimental. So it's, you know, it's not weird or anything. Um, and she was another safety patrol. And I remember at that point I was like, well, she asked me, I didn't ask her. So I was like, well, I'll give it a chance, even though I was cynical about what uh, a sixth grade relationship even meant. And uh, this is what it was. What it was was uh, we would sometimes hang out at recess. Um, but I liked to play Foursquare and she liked to play either kickball or she would just like to stand around and like talk with her friend Kylie. Um, so I was like, well, I don't really want to do that with you. I'm going to go, I'm going to go play Foursquare. Um, cause I'm not good enough for kickball. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, um, I would like the safety patrols would like have stations around the halls. So like when kids were dismissed, you just had to make sure like no one was like running, but I wasn't, I didn't do anything. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you to stop running. What a, what a, who, what I look like. Um, and I would basically, there was like two intersections and I was at this one and she was at this one and there was just the one hall in between us. So I could like see her at the far end of the hall, but like not enough to, not close enough to talk, but I would like wave a little bit and like for like 10 minutes, we'd just stand there. And then I would walk to her when the bell rang, the final bell rang or like our bus was called and I meet up with her and then we'd have one last like stretch of hallway to walk to, to get to the front door. And then we would get on separate buses and go home. So it was like the total day's interaction was maybe, you know, maybe 15 minutes. Um, and I think we had each other on aim, but I quickly discovered like we had no similar interest. She ended up being a horse girl, um, or she was a horse girl. But I didn't know what that meant at the time. I, you know, I probably thought it was cool. I don't know what horse, horse girls really meant or, or what they were really like. Uh, and that was that. That was, I remember, and I think I broke up with her. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I broke up with her through a friend, through a mutual friend, through like her friend Kylie, like at recess. So I was just like, I don't want to hang out. Like, I, like it's weird because like, I don't know what it, I think I broke up with her with the excuse of like, I don't know what it, this is. Like, what does it mean to, to be dating you? So like, I'm just, let's not, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It wasn't like, I don't like you. It wasn't like, uh, you know, um, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, I don't know what this means. So let's, I'm going to stop doing it, <laughs> which is really funny. It's really funny. And I think she took, she understood. And like, that was that because maybe once we started dating, she realized like, Oh, like, I don't know what it is to like someone beyond this and at this point in our lives. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. You have to remember for the future, which will just come up anyway. You won't forget, uh, is Julie, Julie S. And Julie S. is the true 
uh, ended up being the true girl next door. There was Maddie, but Julie was the was the one. Um, and Julie, I, I liked a lot. This was when I transferred to a new school in fourth grade, and what I found out is that she, uh, she had also transferred from another school. She was also a new kid in the district and had moved to a house literally like around the corner up the street, you know, like a five minute, not even a five minute walk. Uh, and I thought she was cute. Oh, and she was also, she was gifted. She was gifted. And that meant, uh, you know, that we were meant to be, And um, I remember, you know, obviously we were all really shy and like whatever at the time and like quiet and, you know, gifted kids. I lost my like funny kid class clown swag when I transferred schools. So I was starting to get, I was transitioning to my awkward stages early. Um, and I would hang out with my friend Zach who lived in like the back, we shared a backyard and he lived behind my house, blah, blah, blah. But he had also just moved to that house and like to that school. It was really weird. So there were three of us that all like moved from different places and uh, ended up there in that neighborhood. Um, and we would all hang out. And I don't remember this distinctly. I just remember that Julie told me later on that um, she stopped hanging out with us because... Zach and I had uh, told her or said that she was chubby, that we thought she was chubby, like to her face. And I think she was. I think at the time she was like a little chubby. Everyone is maybe at that age. You still have baby fat. But uh, she said she, she, she stopped hanging out with us after that because we called her fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember it, but I, I, I guess I blew it early on if I thought if I liked her, I guess I was, I went too far with the idea that you're supposed to tease someone that you like. I was picking up on that from like the cool kids in my school, uh, that you're supposed to make fun of the girls you like, but I took it, took it too far. Julie was different. Um, so then really my only other crush at that time before the other girls I met uh, was Miss Yakoviello, my fourth grade teacher. And she was just, oh my God, I can get hard thinking about her now. I don't know. I hope she's out there still, but she was fucking hot, dude. And so my dad thought she was hot too. My dad remembers her. Um, it was Miss Yakoviello. Uh, I don't think that's her last name anymore. I think she married, but thick, thick ass. Thick ass Italian teacher. She was fucking beautiful, man. I don't know. Uh, and she liked me because I was shy and quiet and nice. And I think I got off on how much she praised me for that. But she was, uh, Miss Yacoviello was my first real adult crush, I think. Hell yeah. Big time. Her, it was her and then the, uh, a girl that used to, that babysat me like one time, but like took me to Chuck E. Cheese and that was Boner City. I don't even, I don't know how old I was. I just, I, I can just like remember like going to Chuck E. Cheese with her and, um, and like falling in love with her. But 
don't know her name. Don't know where she's at. I wish. God. Wish my other babysitters were hot. Um, so anyway, back to Julie. So then Julie, like we stopped hanging out outside of school, but we were still in the same like gifted class, which was just me, her, and then like this other weird girl that like would wear whale t-shirts every day named Emily. Um, and we would do things like, 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 like stock market simulation contests between schools and like make origami in class, uh, which plays a role in our relationship, but, uh, ends up being one of my moves. Actually, a skill I learned in that class is I would make origami for girls and, uh, no other guy really pulls that move. It's kind of a weird dorky thing, but got me in there for sure. Uh, like an origami, origami heart, dude, cheap Valentine's day gift. Boom. Easy. Write a little note in there. Doesn't even have to be good. Maybe it rhymes a little bit. You're in. You're in. Notes for any, uh, you know, up and coming playboys. Origami. Learn learn a little craft and learn to make a heart and like their and like an animal and like a cute animal. At the time it was a llama. All right. And I'll get to that later. This comes up again. But origami, learn that in fourth grade gifted courses. And then we would go to like, I don't know if we discussed any like high level. I don't think we like discussed like politics or like, you know, uh, uh, race, race wars, you know, nothing like, (laughs) I think we just talked about, you know, cool little hobbies and like math. Um, and then, I think it was around sixth grade. Uh, yeah, it would be sixth grade. Like towards the end of the year, there is a, a dance. There's a dance for you and your friends to go to the middle school and celebrate your awkwardness, your transition to the, the most awkward phase of your life. Um, and Julie's friend, Courtney... hit me up. She hit me up on aim and was like, Hey, did you know Julie likes you? (laughs) Something along those lines. Hey, she basically blew up Julie's spot. Hey, Julie likes you. Did you know that? And she was saying that I, she was telling me, I think she told me to dance with uh, Julie at the dance. I don't think she was asking. I think she was telling me. And um, I think I was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know, whatever, whatever. And then the sixth grade dance came and uh, I was killing it. At that time, I was like, I kind of developed a reputation. My new reputation at the new school was that I was the kid uh, that could do the worm. I was the kid that could do the worm at my school. Not that well. I think, you know, but no other kid could do it. I was like, you know, I was that guy. And so I would do it for like class presentations if it worked out that way. And I would do it in like gym class or like I would, 
like kids would ask me to do it at like recess and I would do it and then just get my fucking like whole outfit dirty for the day. But it was like worth it. Um, and I learned later on when my dick got slightly bigger that doing the worm is like, if you're not doing it right, you're going to hurt your fucking cock. Or like if you're wearing it, when I started wearing belts, I was like, that hurts. Um, so I, you know, doing the worm wasn't that cool anymore. But just for the story, by sixth grade, everyone knew, at least from my school, that I could do the worm. And this uh, dance had kids, I believe, from... I believe from all the others like elementary schools, there were like three other elementary schools in the district. And so I think they were congregating here and I was like, Oh my God. So there's going to be people, my old flames from, you know, kindergarten through third grade here. And I gotta, I gotta show, I gotta show them. I'm, I'm still the same. I'm still the same me. Uh, I just remember dancing the whole time. I was like wilding out. I don't know what other moves I had, but I definitely was, uh, showing off and I remember her Julie's like entourage her friends like three of them came up to me but without Julie and we're like hey um, are you gonna dance with Julie and I was like nah and then I went and did the worm I remember this exact moment because she looked, she, they asked me and I like looked over their shoulders and she was like just standing like in the back, but like looking in our direction. Um, and I, I panicked and I was just like, nah. <laughs> and I like skipped away and then I did the worm with like my, my, my dude friends and I felt like the man, but I regret that. And it's, it's probably for the best because I think, you know, if we had danced, I would have tried to like make something happen, like make a, I don't know what make a move sounds like. Um, probably the worst case scenario is like we would have dated, it would have been awkward and we would have like had uh, like some sort of kiss or, or, or worse, like some bad hand stuff happened really early on. And you know how that fucks you up. I think if you're, if you're, especially if you become known as like one of those kids that, you know, had sex early on, you're, they're kind of weird. They're, those are like the really weird kids. And so that could have been me. That could have been me. And luckily it wasn't. So I think I made the right choice by saying no to dancing with Julie, knowing how much I liked her. Cause, uh, you know, Jesus, um, <laughs> so then Julie's on the back burner again uh, from sixth grade. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. What happened in middle school? Uh, so yeah, this brings us to seventh grade now. 2007 for reference. Uh, I had this friend named Jacob and Jacob's family was very, uh, military conservative Christian. Their dad is like a, uh, he was like a, uh, an Apache like helicopter pilot or something in the, the army. And you know, just, they had that, they were military kids. Okay. <sighs> Jacob had three older sisters and two of them were hot at least from my perspective in middle school. 
I don't know what I thought was wrong with the third one. I think she's hot now too. But two of them I thought were were flaming hot. And I remember I would go <laughs> whenever I would hang out with Jacob, uh, I'd go to their house because they couldn't come to our house because Rob, my stepdad was a dick. Um, I would go sometimes I would sneak off into the bathroom for a little longer than usual and they had uh, their hamper in there and I would I would jerk off into their brassiers. It wasn't even dirty panties. It was like it was like their like bra. And they were like in their late teen like they were like 18, 19, maybe early twenties, like college age. I remember at that time. Um and I was a little pervert. So I would jerk I would jerk up to my friends older sisters brassiers and like nut in them and then like throw them back into their <laughs> Ugh. yeah yeah i don't know that's super weird i don't know if i ever got caught i don't think i did i would have definitely remembered if i got caught but i wonder if they ever like noticed jism in the laundry <laughs> uh and i had i had the crushes on them i think i mentioned this story before too but i was really into bowling but middle school didn't have a bowling team but i was excited going into high school that they had a bowling team. And I remember telling this family at, at dinner that I was going to do that. And uh, one of those hot older sisters that I used to nut to uh, said it would be social suicide. It was one of those sisters told me it'd be social suicide to uh, do the bowling team. And so I figured if I wanted to get laid by the hot, hot babes, I couldn't bowl. So it was thanks to them. I can't blame them fully, but you know, it's part of it. Um, <laughs> I could still do it. It's still my fallback. It's still one of my fallback plans is bowling after porn. If porn doesn't work out, I at least I'll always have professional bowling to uh, fall back on. <sighs> um, okay, and then one of the sisters had a wedding it was we got married and had a younger sister-in-law at the wedding i don't remember her name uh, but i remember we we danced at the wedding i remember we slow danced which was funny uh and we um and then we added each other on myspace that was myspace era and i you know i don't think we really chatted much or anything but i remember there was this app within MySpace, you know, aside from uh, Farmville and uh, the Mafia, like, war game, Mafia Wars, uh, there was this, there were, there were social apps where you could, like, rate your friends and you can, like, tag them with, like, cool or, like, funny, cute, like, sexy or, or ugly. And I guess I had, like, rated her uh, poorly because like we had been like kind of flirty and like talking or whatever. And then like one day she messaged me like that, that's rude. And I don't know what I said. I, like, I remember like reading it and be like, I didn't say anything rude. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, what, you know, it was going so good. And the only thing I could figure out was that like, maybe I had tagged, I had rated her, or tagged her on this app. I don't think I would have said she was ugly. I think I was just saying everyone was cute. I think it was like an early form of Tinder where it was just like, you just, you just tell all the girls in your friends list that they're hot, 
you know, you just swipe right on everyone. Everyone's hot. Everyone's cool. Everyone's beautiful. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, that fizzled out, but also cause we didn't, I don't know. She lived far away. It was one of my first like long distance type of things. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's out there. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier on too, but I had developed a, uh, there was, <laughs> there's some weird sexual tension with one of my cousins. And I think I've told the cousin story before. It's not this, it's not this, she's, she's not my cousin, not my real cousin, but that's it's what it sounds like. Okay. This is sounding bad already. So in the last episode I talked about, this, I would spend my summers at my rich cousin's house. This is that cousin. Uh, well, technically my cousin is who owns the house, but then their kids were my age. So whatever that makes me like uh, once removed, I'm a generation. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but they were, my, she was my age, but she was actually four years older than me. And whenever we would hang out, I always felt like, there was a weird tension, but like, I didn't know what sexual tension was really at that time, but reflecting on it, once I was a sexual being in my teens, I was like, huh, I feel like, I feel like she would have like, she was trying to start something with me. It was never like this overtly, like, you know, it wasn't like she was like grabbing me or molesting me or anything. It was just like, you know, sometimes we sleep in the same bed and like she would kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like these little things, like she would like pet me, not heavy petting, but like, you know, she'd like run her hands over like my head. I used to have a buzz cut. So she used to always just say like, she liked rubbing. She liked the way it felt. And so she'd rub my head a lot and uh, she'd play like footsies with me a lot. Again, she was four years older than me. So it was like when she was doing this when I was like 10, like she would have been like 14. So like she would have been like a, a like a freshman in like high school, right? Uh, so I think kind of weird. I think kind of weird. Um, and nothing really happened with that. But uh, there was one time, okay, <laughs> this is really bad. Sounds incriminating, but okay. So I was, I was, I think maybe like third or fourth grade. And I remember, uh, their family, I would, a lot of times if, um, there was something in New York with family, um, my mom would take me to their house, which was kind of like an hour and a half towards going towards New York. And so if my mom wasn't going to the event, she would, um, drop me off at their house and then they would, I would go with them, with their family. And so I was riding with them in the back and it was me and her sitting next to each other in the back seat. And then uh, her other brother, her brother was there too, but we were all like falling asleep kind of, or like playing, we were playing uh, game boy and then like being half asleep also half the time. Um, but we would like share blankets and man, this is bad. But like she, she would like cuddle up against me or like lay her head on me. And one time I, I think I 
again, I was young. We were, she was four years older than me, and we were at, at this time. And I remember, I remember feeling her up, like a little bit. Um, and I'm pretty sure she was not. She didn't stay asleep. Uh, I wasn't very smooth with my like. We were we had just been playing like Game Boy, and then it was like um tired and then she like put it down and I remember thinking like I don't know but I remember it was under the blanket and I like would rub my I was like rubbing my hands like on her thighs okay so this isn't really that bad that's pretty much all that happened but I feel guilty about it saying it aloud because it's it's weird because like I'm pretty sure she was awake but then we like never talked about it nothing ever came of it you know, which was good. Um, but it's one of those like moments where it's like, did, you know, does she remember that? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but it was, yeah, it was pretty much, that was it. It was just me like rubbing her legs. She was like in jeans or something, you know, under the pillow and blanket in the back seat. Okay. There's, there's your incest for you. If you're into that. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of, it kind of fizzled, uh, not fizzled out. It's not like there was a thing there, but there was like little bits and like pieces over the course of years that I always felt like we kind of liked each other, like, like, liked each other, but it was never, you know, nothing came of that, but it could have been hot. I don't know. I'm not poo-pooing it because now, it, now we're past that that phase of our lives. But I think at the time that could have been, that could have been an interesting start to my, my sexual career if that, that progressed in any way. Uh, but again, glad, glad it, it, it did not. I want to make that clear. <laughs> um, and then, uh, God, I don't know how to end this one. Cause I thought, I thought I was going to make it out of uh, middle school by the time I finish this, because otherwise it'd be weird to be nutting uh, while I'm talking about middle schoolers, but might have to. We're coming up on an hour here, um, but I want to make it clear I'm not jerking off to the thought of middle schoolers. I'm, I'm jerking off to the thought of the girl as an adult, but I'm talking about her right now when she was in middle school. Okay. There was Emma W., and I like to think of her as the mean girl, one of the mean girls of my middle school. Uh, cause she was just like, she's like a ginger, but she had, uh, she tanned, she like tanned regularly. And like, I think progressed to the point where she was not pale at all. In fact, she was the most tanned person like in our, in our school, um, entirely. Uh, and you know, I can only assume her mom was like, I can't imagine what her mom was like, but, uh, you know, bleached, uh, smile, like perfectly white, straight teeth, and then like fried, straightened, like, uh, bl uh, dyed blonde hair and, uh, like would wear like deep V like Abercrombie, like sweatshirts and, and low rise Abercrombie, uh, boot cut jeans, you know, and like, and like moccasins or like whatever girls wore at middle school. I don't know, but it's a very distinct look in my mind. Um, and 
she was kind of funny. Uh, she was nice. That's the thing. She was like, really, she's like truly like the epitome of like ditzy, like kind of like rich girl, but like in her public school for whatever reason. Uh, and I remember like, this is a weird thing that got me off was she would sit, she sat in front of me. I guess it's not that weird now that I think about the details, but she sat in front of me in language arts class, which is my, you know, English course, reading arts or language arts. Uh, and you know how like the desks were like connected. So it was like the, the desk and the chair were like all connected to this one metal frame, but the back of the chair had a, a, a hole, you know, a vent cut out in the back and Emma would wear the low cut, the low rise boot cut jeans, but would wear thongs. She was wearing fucking thongs. I think this was in like eighth grade. Uh, and she would have like a whale tail. Um, and I remember like I could like look. <laughs> I remember I could look, I could look under my desk. <laughs> I could look under my desk and I would see a whale tail. I would see a whale tail like almost every day. Uh, maybe not every day, but, and I thought it was so hot and I would just like look at like her ass crack. Basically I was, I would look forward to going to language arts class every day. Cause I could see Emma's whale tail. Um, and like I would do this weird thing where I'd like lean back in my seat and like have my knee basically like positioned so it was like right up against her back almost to the point where I could like feel the heat coming off of her like on my knee, which I don't think you can there's not that much sensation in your knee, but I guess more than your elbow, more than your weenus. Um, but I remember would do that and I would get hard just from that, just like imagining being that close to her. And I don't know if I ever touched her accidentally doing that, but maybe. Maybe she could tell I was like boner city, like throbbing behind her every day in class. But I remember she was that kind of girl that would like ask boys if they've ever done anything. I didn't know if that was flirting, but she would, I remember she asked me if I'd ever done anything. And I think I, she asked me distinctly if, um, specifically if I ever like fingered a girl and I'm pretty sure I lied and they were asking me like, how many fingers do you use? And she was telling me like how many fingers she likes. And I was like, huh. And in retrospect, now that I'm saying it, I'm, I feel like that was her, she was trying to, she wanted me to finger blast her. I feel like that's like, you know, as an adult, if someone asks you that now, I don't know what adult would, would talk about finger blasting, but uh, yeah, that would, uh, I, I feel like that I would take that as a sign. <laughs> Can't be positive, can't assume these things, but uh, I think I would take the hint in that case. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and she was like a hot, mean girl for like the rest of uh, high school. She doesn't come back in the picture, so that's her conclusion. Uh, is she just was hot, hot girl forever. Um, hope she's well. Hope she's well. Oh, and that, I think we ended up going to the same college, but never got to tell her these things. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, 
Kelsey. Kelsey C was my I guess like my cousin's stepsister. Um and this was another house. This was another cousin's house I would spend some summers at much further away in in Dubois, Pennsylvania, which is like northwest, I guess, but like really like in the forest, like more out in the boonies than the other summer house. And this was also another rich family. This was a doctor family. Um, and it was my cousin Nico, who's like my best like guy, cousin friend throughout my childhood. Um, his mom remarried to this guy named Dwayne who, and then Dwayne invited her to like, got her to join like this religious cult, which is a story for another day. But Dwayne had a younger daughter um, named Kelsey, who was like, I, I'm pretty sure she's my age. I think like exactly my age. Um, but she was like really annoying, like ditzy white girl, like cheerleader type who like only ate McDonald's and was like spoiled. And <laughs> was like literally just eat chicken nuggies. She was that kind of girl. Um, and I thought she was so annoying, but like also super hot, but never told her. But I remember uh, at the wedding, at Nico's parents' wedding, uh, we danced. Again, this is another setting up of, we, I think we slow danced and everyone joked about me being, being a little stiff uh, while dancing. That's what I remember being teased. And uh, I was like, nah, like she's, she's a bitch. You know, I don't think I said that. I was like, nah, I, I don't like girls. Or <laughs> I said, nah, I'm gay. <laughs> No, I didn't like dancing with Kelsey. I'm a fucking homo. Uh, but yeah. So there was like a weird tension set up from that. And then I would spend summers there. So like, you know, we'd hang out. But me and Nico would just be playing video games all day. And like she would, I don't know what she did. I have no idea what she did. Uh, she played Neopets or something. But she would just like be there. Um, but little, you know, did she know I was always like, I think I was jerking off to the thought of her at that time heading into like sixth grade, seventh grade. I think, I think she was in the spank bank. Um, as, as were a lot of other girls, you know, not just her, but, uh, she was the one at the closest one to me at the time. Uh, so she comes back later. Just want to maintain order here. Um, I don't know why I included this one. A family friend I spent the day with at Hershey Park and never saw again. It sounds like family friends were visiting and there was just one girl that was like close to my age and we spent the whole day together and I guess I felt attached to her that I still remember her for some reason, but never saw her again. They're just those people that you're young. There's no way to connect. There's no reason to connect. She was probably like, she's probably visiting from like the Philippines or something. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we had a date. We had a date at Hershey Park that I never forget. Uh, what are we at? Okay, this is going on too long. I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be continued next week, uh, part two. The theme of this is uh, girls. Girls I've crushed on, girls I've dated, girls I've dreamt about. It's basically like guys we fucked, except it's girls and uh, 
and I didn't fuck most of them. <laughs> if you wanted to hear me talk about guys or girls we fucked, girls I fucked, um, I don't think you can do that in 2022. I don't think it makes sense for a guy to just talk about his sexual conquests in 2022. So I'm not going to do that. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, if you're only listening to this instead of watching it like a normal person on X videos, um, I, this is on X videos. This video's X videos, many vids, and I'm also on OnlyFans if you want the uncensored version, the uncensored video. If you want to see my penis for the like you know hundredth time i think there's like a hundred videos now of me showing my penis on the internet if you somehow need to see it if you somehow need to see it live for the hundredth time you can um, subscribe to my only fans and you'll see it you'll see it so check that out support me i am uh, currently unemployed but thriving we'll see how long that lasts um but Geraldo Rivera on all platforms. I have applied to be on Spotify, to be distributed on Spotify and iTunes, whatever their services, Apple podcast, Apple cast. I don't know. Uh, all the other ones that no one cares about, maybe that I don't care about. We'll see if it gets approved. I don't know if someone sits and listens to it to make sure, you know, someone doesn't come at the end. <laughs> But uh, hopefully it slips by. Hopefully they don't notice. Um, hit me up on Instagram if you want customs. Geraldo Rivera 2024 underscores between everything before and after. Um, nothing in the works. Actually, well, yeah. So I'm uh, camming again full time starting probably this week. Probably when this comes out on Tuesday. Starting February. Right? Uh, starting February, I'll be camming link in the bio. Uh, you can just go to cam models or Geraldo Rivera, Geraldo underscore Rivera dot cam models.com. I think is the link. Please use that for my referral and you can, uh, just hang out with me. It's basically just going to be this, but, uh, I'll probably just be retelling the same stories I've had to tell because it's a different kind of audience. Most of the guys that come into cam shows are like rich, old, gay dudes. Maybe not even rich. I don't know. Just They just have enough money to spend on me, at least. Uh, they usually just want to ask, uh, you know, would you fuck a guy? Are you gay? Tell me a sexy story. What kind of movies do you like? <laughs> do you like foot stuff? <laughs> <laughs> do you like pee stuff? I do it all. I do it all. Things I don't do publicly uh, on X videos and in this podcast, I will do in the cam setting for the right price. So if there's any weird requests that you have, you can hit me up there. You can also just hit me up for a private video if you want to be more discreet and, and if you want to save money. Okay. But I'm willing to do most of it. I'm willing to do most of it. Um, and anyway, and if you just like videos, 
my next normal video non-podcast will be uh, my Brokeback Mountain parody. Okay? So stay tuned for that. And I hope you're well. Cheers. <laughs> hope you're well. Thanks for listening. Don't know why. Don't know why you do. Let me know why you listen to this. Let me know why you watch this in the in the comments. Okay. I'm cramping up. Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I want to fucking come so bad. Fucking gonna Ah oh, my fucking god
Fuck. Oh. Damn, I cramped up pretty hard. Ooh, my leg fucking hurts. All right. Thank you. Be right back. Gotta poop. Bye.